All right, good morning on this Friday. Bill Ryder with you. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. We need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Cannon. When you need the best gambling insight on the face of the earth, the person you should talk to is the gentleman on the line. He's the host of You Better You Bet. He is Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. He's so good at his job, Nick. Costos, I know him, but I can't say his name. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not good at my job. Uh, by the way, Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today at BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to You Better You Bet, the podcast version for more Nick's analysis. Uh, just, just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. He will be able to speak, I promise. What's up, Nicholas? How are you, buddy? Bill, what's going on, brother? Happy Football Friday. Let's get it. Let's go, dude. Um, Was that the worst football game you've ever seen on, on a nationally broadcast level last night? Um, In recent memory, definitely. I don't know. I've been watching football for over 30 years. I got an obsessive basis. I, there has to be like a worse game or a game that's like just as bad. I'm struggling to think of it at the moment. You know, the Vikings Giants Monday night game from, I don't know what it was, 2013, the Josh Freeman game basically was really bad, but that was really more so because it's the worst game I think I've ever seen a quarterback play. The year the Bucks won the Super Bowl, 2002, not the Brady year, the year when Gruden was the coach, in 2002, they beat the Bears on Sunday night football in the final game of the regular season. Henry Burr started a quarterback for the Bears. I think the Bucs won the game like 16-0 or 16-3 or something. That was a really brutal football game also. I mean, last night was just ineptitude on full display. And I actually think, and I tweak this, people I think like to be contrarian. People like, oh, this game's so bad, it's good. And I'm actually like, no, it's actually so bad, it's the worst effing thing I've ever seen. I actually think it crossed over into so bad, it's good status. At the very end of the game, when it came down to Coach Hack, what's he going to do on fourth and one with two and a half minutes left in overtime? At that point, I was like, okay, well, this is actually pretty decent. But it took us literally like 67 minutes of game time to get there. I can't think of one in recent memory that's worse than last night. Nick Costos, are you, um, have you adjusted downward your expectations? Just, just for Russell, let's just say Russell Wilson. Do you yeah, think I mean, this guy is washed? Yeah, he sucks. I mean, he's awful. Uh, and now look... I think, you know, maybe the one thing that's like the saving grace, I guess, like for his, if you're a Bronco fan and you've got this guy signed basically until like 2158, you know, what are you looking at like to make you optimistic? You know, he was dealing with a shoulder injury after last week and he played in the game last night. I guess he played for what it's worth. He was awesome on Sunday against the Raiders. Like he played a great game. They did not lose that game because of him. They lost it because the running backs were terrible. And also they couldn't get off the field and Josh Jacobs ran all over them. Like, Russ played great in that game. And then he pops up on the injury report with the shoulder and he's going to play in the game and we think he's 100%. So I think, like, that's something. And I, I joined the parade of people dunking on Russ last night, mostly because I bet on the Broncos. And I lost in just, like, they tried to lose the game. It was unbelievable. Like, I guess you make bets like that sometimes and it happens. You know, maybe Russ is just not 100%, and maybe he'll be better. You know, he's got 11 days uh, before the next game. They play another primetime game with the Broncos next week, believe it or not. They're at the Chargers on Monday Night Football next week. So it's certainly possible we'll get a better Russ. But, I mean, over the balance of the season, he hasn't been great. He looks like he got the bag, and he's done now, and he's just content to chill. Geno Smith objectively is outplaying him to this point. I never thought that I would utter that sentence, but here we are. So I guess if you're, again, like the only chance Russ has is if he's hurt. If he's healthy and he's playing like that, this dude's cooked. It's over. Mr. Costos, instead of me asking you some specific question, just take us on a bit of a gambling odyssey here on behalf of Odyssey. Uh, give me games you like. Give me things you're keeping an eye on that, that our listeners should also be attuned to. 
Cole, how many how many games do you want me to hit? I have bets on like every game except for two. I know you do. All right, let's um give me give me your let's just let's give, go to the best stuff. What is the what is the juiciest number you see? Where is the place that you have the most money, the most units personally? Great. I'll give you um, my favorite two bets right now at numbers that are currently available. There are other bets that I that I have that I put my own money on and I like, but maybe not as much as these two. Um, the first would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are nine and a half point home favorites against the Falcons. Um, I make the game like 11 and a half. I think Tampa needs to be laying at least 10 in this game. And if you think about it, like what Atlanta's like Atlanta's um, a competition this year and the offense has been better than expected, but this is going to be a major step up in class for, for Atlanta's offense going up against Tampa's defense. You think about new Orleans, not as good as we expected. The Rams definitely not as good as we expected. You know, Cleveland, they scored points on the Browns last week without their top two pass rushers and the horrendous Seattle Seahawks defense. Now they got to go play the Bucks on the road, smarting off the, the blowout. Not a blowout, I lost by 10, but Kansas City obliterated them in the game, basically, offensively. And on the flip side, Tampa Bay's offense here, like we haven't seen a full-strength Tampa offense really like the entire season. This will be the first game where I think we're basically going to get everyone's going to play. Like Godwin should play, Julio should play, Gage should play, Evan should play, Burnett's going to play, Rashad White's going to play. The offensive line should be like as intact as it's been. I just think it's a smash spot for the Buccaneers. So for the people out there, there are some tens on the board at BetMGM. You better you bet show sponsor. The number is nine and a half. If you bet this game and you bet Tampa, you need you want to bet nine and a half or less. You do not want to lay ten. That is one of my favorite bets. And the other would be uh, the Dolphins are three point road favorites at the Jets. Um, I gave you the Jets money line last week against the Steelers, but I'm going to go against them this week here. I think this number is nuts, and Teddy Bridgewater is a downgrade from Tua Tungavailoa, so there is a difference between the two. I'm not going to be like, oh, they're the same quarterback. They're not. But Tua is better than Teddy. But I think this is too much of a downgrade in the point spread. I think Miami needs to be like a four-and-a-half or almost like a five-point favorite in this game, and they're laying three. So, like, what does that mean if you're looking to gamble on this game, if you agree with me, if you like the Dolphins? You need to bet this sooner rather than later. I very much think that this is going to move to three and a half, maybe even four by kickoff on Sunday. So if you like the Dolphins, I would not wait to bet this game. I would lay three. That number is widely available right now. Dolphins minus three. Something else to keep in account. Uh, the Jets are down to like their like fourth and fifth string tackles. And Zach Wilson is dying to throw an interception basically on every play. Love the Dolphins. Love the box at the numbers I gave you. Nick Katos here on here on the show. Uh, Bengals, who have won a couple games in a row, are in Baltimore over the weekend. And, and last I saw that number, I saw it at, th- at three and a half. Bengals is three and a half point dogs. Do, what do you, as it relates, like value in this game? Because I, I just, I'm going to be tuned into that game. I want a little skin in the game. If I were asking for your advice, which I am, if I were going to follow it, which I will, where should I put my money? Well, I'd say if you like the Ravens, lay three. Don't don't lay three and a half. If you like the Bengals, take three and a half. Don't take three. So, like, and I know there are people out there that are like, oh, like, what's the difference between the two? It's a half a point. It's gigantic when you're talking about the most key number. Um, I like Cincinnati in the game, so I bet three and a half. Um, that's 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 my number in the game is uh, is three for Baltimore. Baltimore minus three. That's what I project the points for it to be. So anything above that for me is valuable on Cincinnati. Now, what I will report to you, Bill, is you know we'll have a lot of people that I consider to be really smart and sharp bet a lot of money on you better you bet throughout the week. And generally I would say like when I really like a game, I would say that most of our guests will agree with me. Like they, they kind of feel the same way. They like the same side. And that doesn't mean that we win all the time. Like we will lose sometimes. It doesn't mean that like no one wins all the time. This game is kind of unique in the respect that I don't think we've had one person on the show this week that likes the Cincinnati side. Everyone likes Baltimore. So I, I'm not going to give you Cincinnati with full confidence here. Cause normally like, Oh, come on. It's not just me. Everyone likes a side in a game, and these are smart people that I generally think you should be on the side of. 
Um, everyone likes Baltimore. I like Cincinnati. I show value with the Bengals. I think this Ravens secondary has been very susceptible to getting torn up. I know Buffalo only scored 23 points last week, but the game is played in like a driving rainstorm. Other than that, Baltimore's defense has been shredded all season. I think that Burrow and company kind of got right a little bit in the Thursday night win last week over the Dolphins offensively, and I think they can keep it rolling here. So, again, if you like the Bengals, you agree with me, play plus three and a half. If you think Baltimore can roll in the game, lay three. Please do not lay three and a half. Nick, let me ask you a broader question. We were just having this conversation. I would love your view. It's early. We don't have a ton of insight. There's a lot of two and two teams. How many elite football teams do you think there will be in the NFL come week ten? I, like, how many elite teams are there? Even if we can't see clearly right now. Well, can I can I ask you? And this is a pain in the ass question. Yeah. Uh, what is your definition of elite? My definition of elite is absolutely capable of a AFC or NFC championship appearance and being competitive in that game. Okay. Um, if, if that's the definition, I mean, capable of an appearance and being competitive or like winning the Super Bowl. Cause I think, I mean, okay. I think, I think it's the same thing for me. I mean, I think it's like, I think, yes, I think capable of, of at least making the Super Bowl. I think that's, you're a Super Bowl caliber team this season. Okay. Um, I, I don't think green Bay can make it, but I think they can get to the championship game. I think that they're fit. They're flawed on offense. San Francisco in the NFC, Tampa in the NFC. I think Philly is kind of fundamentally flawed when it comes down to it, even though I think Philly is the most likely team to be the one seed in the NFC. Undefeated, easy rest of the schedule here. So I think Philly's going to win the most games, but I don't think Philly's the best team. In the NFC, I would say San Francisco, Tampa, and like the team that's kind of straddling the line is Dallas, potentially here. Oh, you like, you, the- you kind of buy Dallas. Oh, definitely buy, especially in what the numbers are right now, like in the market, like for them to win the Super Bowl, McCarthy to potentially, and I don't think he's great, but to win coach of the year. I think the, I think they're going to beat the Rams on Sunday. And like, and then you get Dak back, and they play the Eagles next week. So I, I think kind of people are sleeping on Dallas a little bit. I actually think Dallas's upside to win a Super Bowl this year is higher than the Eagles. People will hear that and be like, what are you talking about? That's my opinion. You can disagree, and it's a free country, so bet on whatever the hell you want. In the <laughs> AFC uh, – Buffalo, definitely. Buffalo's the best team in football, like, period. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but they're the best team. Kansas City, that might be it, honestly. Like, others, like, since he can get to the AFC Championship game, Baltimore can get there. No one in the AFC South can. Miami might be able to get there. If the Chargers can get their act together, maybe. I, I think that's it. Like, maybe, like, four or five, Bill, by week 10, I would say. Nick Costos, Nick, Nick. I mean, I say this on the air all the time when you're not here, and I say it when you are here, dude. You're so good at your job, man. I just, I love, I love your passion. Meets your knowledge, meets your accurate. It's a free country. Bet whatever the hell you want to whatever listener, and they're out there. It's like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yes, he does. He's Nick Costos. <laughs> but I'm more capable of being wrong. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, nobody's. If you were 100 percent right. I'd be talking to you from your magnificent penthouse at the Wynn or whatever Vegas casino or island. I mean, it, it's nobody, nobody, nobody wins them all. All right, let, let's um, let's close here. I last year your prop bets that you gave us on this show, the hit rate was so insanely high. I should have kept track of the percentage, but I just know like what it did to my bank account. I know there's no guarantees. I know you can't win them all, but give me a prop bet or two that, that you like this weekend. Um, let me give you because not not numbers aren't up yet for every game. But I want to go to this uh, to the Steelers game, the Steelers-Bills game in Western New York here. The Bills are 14-point home favorites. The number is basically right, so like, I'm not going to be like the number's wrong in the game. I make the Bills like 13-and-a-half. We're close enough. But it's, it's kind of like the Jets situation last week, right, with the Jets and Steelers, Bill, where you introduce a new quarterback into the equation. 
and volatility kind of arises as a result. You know, Buffalo has a bad injury report. They've had a bad injury report for a couple of weeks now. I think the question that people should ask themselves with this game, and I'm not saying that people like should definitely make this bet. I just think it's interesting. What if Kenny Pickett's good? Like, what if he's good? Like, what if he's really good? I think there's a chance that he's really good. And at the very least, I absolutely believe, and I could be wrong about this. There's no concrete evidence to back it up, just like my thought watching them in the preseason and watching last week um, against the Jets. I think Pickett is a good amount better than Mitch Trubisky. So if that's true, and Pickett's better than Trubisky, then, like, this number can't be right. Now, Buffalo could win the game by 40. Like, that's an outcome that could happen with volatility. Pickett could throw five picks in the game. We don't know. But what if he throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns in the game? Is that impossible if Pickett's good with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth for him to throw the football to? They've got weapons on that team. Trubisky's brutal and can't get them the ball. What if Kenny Pickett can do that? So there's no Pickett passing yards prop available yet, but I think that's something to take a look at, especially if you think Buffalo's going to boat race them in the game. Pittsburgh's going to have to throw on every down. So I think a Pickett over passing yards makes sense. And if I had to go with any of the wide receivers for Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, or Chase Claypool, I would go with Pickens. Like, Trubisky can't get him the ball down the field. He's awesome. And if you're a Steelers fan, this is your connection for the next 10 years. Pickett to Pickens. It's going to trip broadcasters up for the next decade. But I think he's great, <laughs> and I think Pickett is capable of getting him the ball. Pickens receiving yards prop in the high 30s right now. I think he clears 50 yards in this game on Sunday. Nick Costos, my friend, always awesome having you on, buddy. Thanks, thanks as always for, for carving out some time. I know this is a busy day, and you're a busy dude. No, you got it. And also, I will have a small sprinkle if the Steelers get their set guys in the secondary are all going to play, we'll find out for sure today when the injury report comes out. A sprinkle on the Steelers to win the game outright. I actually feel like Ooh. it's worth it. Again, they could lose 40-3, to three, but if Pickett's awesome, this could be a game in the fourth quarter, and I think that's within the realm of possibility and worth a bet at like plus 700 in my estimation. Bill, always great coming on with you. Wishing you and your great listeners minimal sweats winning bets. The absolute very best of